Time now for the SCL Mortgage Show with your host, Sandy Clough, and co-host, Larry Jager. Stay tuned as we discuss everything mortgage. Educate, form, entertain. It's the SCL Mortgage Show. Now, here's your host, Sandy Clough, with mortgage industry veteran, Larry Jager. And good morning. Welcome to the SCL Mortgage Show, October 16th, 2021 edition. Sandy Clough with Larry Jager, the president of SCL Mortgage. As always, the number is 303-790-2222 for SCL Mortgage. MySpecialMortgage.com is the website. Larry Jager, good morning. Good to see you, as always. Thank you, Sandy. It's good to be here. Good morning to you. I'm hearing you on the radio a lot this <laughs> this week, so thanks for getting up a little earlier on a Saturday. Like, well, I guess like we do every single week, but uh, you've been a busy guy. Yes, uh, very busy week. Big time <laughs> in sports. We got the hockey season starting. Yep. Uh, kind of a crisis week for the Denver Broncos as they get ready for tomorrow's game with the Raiders. And of course, the basketball season will be starting here in just a few days. And it was great to have Jeff Thomas in last week. Oh, I really good. enjoyed yeah. that. And I hope our audience did. But uh, I suppose this week we ought to get back to uh, talking about the mortgage business. I understand you wanted to talk FICO scores and no better time to do that. Uh, Keeping and, of course, in the first place, getting your financial house in order. You said you had more information on FICO scores you wanted to share. And we were talking about this, I think, a little bit before we went on the air this morning. Yes, yes, exactly. So, you know, we, we talk about it frequently, Sandy, but I thought this week we should drill down a little bit further because people may have a question about okay, my FICO score is this. Is it possible to make it better? What do I have to do to make it better? And where the heck did this FICO thing come from? <laughs> what is that all about, right? So um, I did a little bit of research on it and thought that, uh, you know, maybe we should share this with our listeners. Because if you think about it, anytime you borrow money, whether it's a car, especially a mortgage, FICO scores are huge. I mean, that could be the difference in in interest rate, you know, maybe a full percent, maybe a half a percent. But every difference is equates to dollars, whether it be $12 or $25 or whatever it is. So it ends up to be real money, right? If you're going to borrow, let's say our average loan amount, Sandy, is $335,000. So that's a pretty substantial amount of money. And and if your FICO score is 740 or 660, there's going to be a difference, a little bit of a difference in rate, which equates to a little bit of difference in payment. So my my philosophy or my theory is I'd rather see people keep the money in their pocket than in the credit card company's pocket or in the auto finance dealer's pocket or even in a mortgage. So So why don't we really drill down on that and let's give people the history of it and everything I think they they need to know. Uh, for our listeners, and we've gone over this before, but we're really getting down to the essentials, starting with what FICO actually stands for. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a great place to start, right? So FICO is Fair Isaac Corporation. I don't think a lot of people know that. And there's this mysterious name and there's this mysterious algorithms that go into it. But that's what FICO stands for, Fair Isaac Corporation. So 
Yeah, it's uh, not that it matters to people, but I'm I'm always the curious type, and and because FICO scores are so prevalent in people's world today that, hey, what the heck does FICO stand for, right? Well, guess what? It's Fair Isaac Corporation. We know companies are all started by individuals, so I assume that is also true for the Fair Isaac Corporation. Well, absolutely correct. So here's the story behind that. There are there were two guys who met at Stanford. One of them was an engineer and the other was a mathematician. Isn't it really cool in this country how things develop and and companies are born and ideas are born? And it seems like only in America. But a guy by the name of Bill Fair met a guy by the name of Earl Isaac, and they came up with this idea of FICO. Fair Isaac Corporation, right? So an engineer and a mathematician, what a brilliant idea. I mean, so that's how the entire financial world operates today from (laughs) these two guys meeting in a classroom at Stanford years and years ago. So they came up with the company and, and the the, the term FICO score. So I'm not smart enough to know how they put all this thing together, but I'm sure they got some algorithms and they, they figured it all out. So now people get a FICO score based on certain criteria in their financial world. And most all lenders in the country base their credit decisions on the FICO score. What a cool story, I think. To me, it is anyway. So you know, there, there's there's a difference in, in FICO scores, Sandy. There, there's a range. And if somebody were to actually Google FICO, you'd find out that FICO will tell you that the range is from 300 to 850. Well, I've been doing this for 33 years. I've never seen a 300 FICO. I, I, I've seen some very low FICOs, and I've seen some really good FICOs. But that's the way they look at it. Say 580 to 669 they consider it a fair FICO, okay? And 670 to 739 is a good FICO. Well, in our world, you know, 739 is a pretty darn good score, and we can we can offer people just about every loan program we have. But FICO, their, their formulas, their algorithms will tell you that 740 to 799 is very good, and 800 plus is excellent. Well, that really is excellent. We honestly don't see a lot of 800 FICO scores, but that's the range that they use. And so that's how a lot of lenders make their credit decisions based on that FICO score. So I find it really, really interesting. And part of what I want listeners to do is is to call us if you're not sure what your scores are. We can tell you where to find it, how to get it, what we can do to help you get your scores up. So... I think that's a big benefit to listeners is they can call us and it's it's the advice is free. Tell me the number or at least the range, right, by which SCO Mortgage operates and distinguishes between a quote-unquote good FICO score and similarly a not-so-good FICO okay. score that needs some repair work done. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, good question. You know, we talk a lot about 
SCL has the ability to go down to a 580 FICO score, right? And and we do. We do that frequently. Now, usually there's, well, not usually, but always there's reasons. Why do you have a 580 FICO score? Well, maybe you've got several late pays. Maybe you've got a collection or something, some public record on your credit report. Maybe you didn't know about it. Maybe you did. Maybe there's a way to fix it and, and, and improve your scores. But so I guess we can go from a 580 all the way up to, you know, into the 800s. Um, in 33 years, Sandy, I've been doing this. We, we see some FICO scores in the 800s. Um, that's the best of the best, right? So when we get to, say, a 700, 720, 740, now you've got just about every door open to you, the best interest rates, every option available. So so obviously, the higher the FICO score, the better it is for you in terms of getting financing. Um, and, and one more thing on that, I think, um, you know, there's ways it's it. There's there's ways to turn a 660 FICO into a 740 FICO. There there seriously is, and and a lot of people don't know that, but uh, it it comes in in different ways. Like what we would advise somebody to do, we probably don't advise somebody else because it's not applicable. So, but there are a lot of things we can do, and when we see a credit report, we see we see the three scores, and then we see something called potential improvement of 10 points or 30 points or whatever it is. So based on that, that's how we're able to advise people. If you did this and this, you're going to be able to get your score up by 20 points. So we can we can share a lot of good information with people. You've seen the entire range, as you've indicated. But just to clarify, 660-740, which I didn't know was seemingly the sweet spot, is in fact, at least for your purposes, ideal for FICO score improvement. Yeah. Where you can do the most without asking people to uh, completely reorder their financial status. Yeah, ex- exactly. You know, our down payment assistance program, we can offer that loan program to people with a 640 FICO score. It used to be 660, if you recall. I, I know you do. You're shaking your, nodding your head, rather. Uh, and now those loans have performed really well. So now we're able to go down to a 640 FICO score. But some loan programs, for example, um, oh, let's say uh, the least amount of money down on a purchase, a very large loan amount, typically requires a score over 700, especially on a jumbo loan. So depending on the program, depending on the down payment, depending on the equity in the case of a refinance, then the FICO score comes into play. So we say to people, we can help you today, and and if you want to get this done today, let's get it done, but then let's go to work on your FICO score, and maybe in six months or a year from now, we've got a better FICO score, and we can refinance into a better mortgage, a better interest rate. So usually lots of options for people once we have that conversation. How to do credit monitoring yourself. We'll talk about that next and some of the best ways to have better FICO scores as the SCL Mortgage Show continues on 104.3 The Fan. Sandy Clef, Larry Jager, the SCL Mortgage Show continues. And Larry, we've been talking about FICO scores. 
we've had your industry partner, uh, Riverstone Law, on a few times before. But tell us if there are ways for people to do sort of their own credit monitoring. Yeah, absolutely, Sandy. There there are. And I I can tell you, uh, my wife and I, for one, we monitor our credit reports just because I'm you know, I'm I'm in the mortgage business. Credit reports are a big deal. But I think no matter what industry you're in, whatever you do for a living, that's something you want to do. You really want to pay attention to it. And it's not that difficult. For example, Colorado law allows you to go to the three bureaus, Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax. And every year you can get a copy of your credit report for free. So then you can see exactly what is showing on your credit report, exactly what lenders see when they pull your credit report and you know if there's any bad information, misinformation, inaccurate information, you can see it all right there. Now, you're not going to get your FICO score unless you pay. And I think that's like 25 bucks or something. So to me, it's worth the 25 bucks once a year to know what your score is. Or there's other ways, depending on, I think Discover credit card is one of them. I know I have a Barclays credit card. And they tell me every month what my FICO score is or what one of the bureaus is. So, of course, I'm super sensitive about that. I want to make sure it's a really good score all the time. So there are ways for people to monitor their own credit score. Now, there's something there's a company called Credit Karma out there that is um, it's free. So that's a good thing. Now, I will tell you that is a snapshot of your credit on any given day. It's not the same as a mortgage credit report. So it could be off 20 points. It could be 30 points. But it gives you an idea. So that's that's not a bad thing. I know um, our friend Orlando Franklin always talked about credit karma. So um, it's a and a lot of people use it. So but the, again, there are lots of ways for people to monitor their credit and, and maybe uh, repair it if need be. What are some of the best ways to have better FICO scores, in your opinion? Oh, gosh, there's a number of things, Sandy. You know what most important is? Payment history. That is the biggie. That accounts for about 35% of your FICO score. So if you pay your bills on time every single month, that's like the best you can do for your credit score. So that's huge. Another one is to keep your balances lower, Right. So, for example, if you have a credit card with a $10,000 maximum uh, ceiling or um, that's as much as you can charge on that card, it's okay to use it. It's okay to carry a balance, but it's better to carry a lower balance. So, for example, if you have a credit card with a limit of ten grand, and you always have seven, eight, nine thousand dollars charged against it, that's really going to hurt your score. So it's better... Your score gets better as the balance balances are lower, 20%, maybe 25% of the outstanding limit. That's a good thing for your credit score. So keeping the balances low. The third thing is, and I, I, I used to hear this a lot from people. They say, well, I have these credit cards or I haven't used it for a very long time. I think I'm just going to close it. You know, I got a Home Depot credit card, but I never use it. So I think I'll just close it. Don't do it. Don't don't do it because FICO looks at that as, okay, you have less credit available to you. So if you close it, that availability goes away and that hurts your FICO score, right? So you don't necessarily want to close unused card, credit cards. 
Um, and the fourth thing I would say that's important is you want to monitor your credit because you want to protect against fraud and identity theft and all that. And I mean, identity theft is one really ugly thing. I mean, people steal their identity, they charge everything up, and, and it just it's horrible and it takes forever to get all that cleaned up. So I think those four things are, are the best, Sandy. I'm curious as to whether there's a difference between getting, for example, a car loan versus a 30-year mortgage in terms of FICO scores. Oh, absolutely. That's a, that's a great question because if you think about it, if, if a, a lender, a bank, a credit union, a finance company is going to give you a car loan, that's probably going to be three years, five years, maybe even seven years, which is, my opinion, a long time for a car loan, but let's say five years. So they're going to advance you X amount of dollars for five years. Okay, so their credit requirements aren't going to be as stringent as, say, a mortgage company when we give you money for 30 years, right? So people will say to me, well, my Credit Karma is a 760 FICO score. Well, that just looks at a little little snapshot as of today. Whereas on a mortgage credit report, we pull all three bureaus and we go back a long way, right? So we see a lot of years of history of credit. Because if if we're going to extend credit for 30 years, we our credit report needs to be pretty in-depth, right? So maybe uh, getting a car loan requires a 660 FICO, which is, you know, you can, you can get pretty decent financing with a 660 FICO. In the mortgage world... If you have a 700 plus, then you get the best of the best. You get all the options available to you. You get the best interest rates. You get all the best. So there, there is a difference. Great, great question. What about a credit card? Oh, another good one. So <clears throat> people say, I hear this all the time, Sandy. Well, I don't want credit. I don't, I, don't want any, I don't want any credit cards. I don't want to have to worry about it. I don't want to have to pay them off. Well, you've got to have credit. You just have to. In today's society... Without any credit, lenders don't know anything about you, right? Maybe you've got great income and you've got equity and you've got cash to put down. But if we don't have a credit score, we don't know how you pay your bills. So you have to have a credit score. Now, with a credit for a credit card, gosh, there's all kinds of possibilities. You can get a secured credit card with uh, maybe even a a high 500 FICO score. And that's okay. You, you, you need to start somewhere if you don't have credit. If you have really good credit, then you can get any card you want. The, the balances will be, you know, the availability will be much higher. You probably get all kinds of points and you get all this, all this really cool stuff. So, but if you don't have credit, then I would say absolutely get a card or two. You don't have to run out and get eight or 10 or 12 credit cards. That, that's just silly. You don't need all that. In fact, your FICO score will go down if you have all this credit. So, um, yeah, it does vary from, say, a credit card to an auto loan to uh, to a mortgage. Some people may think it's important to have lots of credit if they pay it all on time. But as you're talking, you don't seem to agree with that. No, I, I really don't. I, I really don't. I've seen, like I said, I've seen, gosh, thousands and thousands of credit reports over the years. And, and it, you know, in, in our business, we look at it and then we deal with it. We don't judge. I mean, I'm not here to judge people or our loan officers. The credit is what the credit is. If it's really good, that's great. If it's not, then let's do what we can do to help you fix it. But 
having a ton of available credit is not necessarily the best thing. You really don't want every department store credit card or every single uh, Amex or, or, you know, if you have an Amex and a MasterCard, okay, that's great. Or maybe it's two of these and one of those or whatever. But 15, 20 different credit cards available? No, you don't need that at all. It's it's not a good thing. And then try to manage it every month where you – you get all these bills and you got to pay them and you don't want to owe department stores a lot of money and, and have to pay those 20% rates every month. So my opinion, it's the credit you need. It can be in, in a number of few trade lines, not a whole bunch. So that's my best advice in terms of credit. You've mentioned this, but tell us if you could about the best credit reports you've seen 33 years in the mortgage business. You mentioned from time to time, you see an 800 right. score, um, 850 is the max, right? That's, uh, that's what FICO will tell you. 850 is the max. And have I seen don't an 850 or an 840. I, I have really, I, I actually have. Yes. Yes. Um, get that person's <laughs> autograph. I know that person. That, that is a very, very good FICO score. Now, you know, you know the what a really what that kind of a FICO score looks like on paper. It looks like somebody that probably has a mortgage, and they pay it, of course. Now, interesting. If you won the lottery and said, "Hey, I'm paying off my mortgage," well, okay, you've got plenty of cash to do it. But your credit score may actually go down a little bit because that trade line goes away. It's a zero balance on it, right? So FICO loves. To see credit, and they like to see depth of credit, and they like to see a history of credit. So, right, if you've had a mortgage over the years, like most of us do for your adult life, that shows a long time of paying on a pretty good sized payment. That's a good thing. Now, maybe you have a mortgage, and maybe you have an auto loan, or maybe you even have two in the household. Okay. And then maybe you have uh, an Amex and a Visa, or a a MasterCard and a Visa. Okay. That's okay. That's FICO score likes that. But, and those things will provide you with the best FICO scores. I've seen a lot of them in the 800s. And that's usually what it is. It's, it's a limited number of trade lines, but the trade lines go back way, way back, right? You get all these offers in the mail. Hey, this is you know 0% interest for six months and, and switch your balances over here. Eh, that's not always a good idea because then you've got closed accounts and brand new accounts and your FICO scores go down. So I would kind of strongly advise against that. 303-790-2222, the phone number for SCO Mortgage, myspecialmortgage.com. And coming up next, once again this week, customer emails. We look forward to that. And we'll talk more with Larry about how to keep your financial house in order. That's coming next as the SCO Mortgage Show continues. Time now for customer emails. But before we get to that, Larry Jager, we want to remind people that You are not done after the hour you spend (laughs) with us today. You're back with Nate Jackson tomorrow morning, bright and early at 730 for a 30-minute edition of the SEO Mortgage Show. Correct. And then, Sandy, I don't know if I told you, but my son and I are off to see the Bronco game. So we're going to see the Broncos and the Raiders. And correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't um, uh, Mike Shanahan being inducted? Correct. Oh, wow. We're, Into the ring of fame. The ring of fame. We're That's really right. looking forward to this. This will be, be fun. So um, 
Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 going really well. He stepped in for Orlando, as as you know, and Nate is just grabbing onto this stuff like crazy. So it's a fun show on on Sunday mornings. So we remind you to uh, tune in tomorrow morning, uh, whether you're on your way somewhere, maybe even to the ball game. Get there a few hours early, do some tailgating. Yep. Expected to be a fairly nice day. So. Uh, Again, that invitation is out there and open on a weekly basis. Let's get to customer emails. And again, these are all fresh emails, Larry. Yes, they've they come are. in within the last seven days. That's absolutely correct. And we have gotten a bunch of them. So let me jump in with uh, Justin emailed us and said, uh, very interested in buying a new home, want to get pre approved. I am self employed, and I heard about your bank statement program on 1043 The Fan. So, Justin, thank you for emailing. Thank you for listening. And yes, absolutely, um, we have a bank statement program for self-employed people, whether it's a purchase or a refinance. And that's, excuse me, that's exactly what we would do is we'll get you pre-approved. So you get a pre-approved letter and you can go shopping and get you and your family into a home. Okay, so let's see. Uh, Gary emailed us and said, oh, once again, I heard you on 104, 104.3 The Fan, and I have a somewhat unique refinance to go through and was hoping you could help. Okay. Well, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you for being a listener. Um, I, if you're out there today, we, we much appreciate you. And uh, I'm sure by now you've gotten a call from a loan officer. We'll find out what your unique situation is, but hopefully we're going to be able to help you out because we... We do a lot of those unique situations. So thank you for the email, Gary. Uh, let's see. Victoria emailed. Um, I'd like to refinance if possible. I receive many calls from other lenders whenever I look into it online. So could you identify or could I identify with you and SCL? Interesting. So... I have a feeling, Sandy, what Victoria did is she went online and there's a number of different things you can click on, you know, lower my bills, um, what do I qualify for? And then, unfortunately, that goes out to a whole bunch of lenders. So she's probably been inundated with phone calls. So I would suggest to people, don't, don't do that. I mean, your phone is going to just get blown up. If you put your phone or email in there, a lot of people are going to get it. So she she says she received a lot of calls from other lenders. Um, so thank you for listening to us, and, and thank you for the email, Victoria. We want to talk to you about getting this refinance done for you while these interest rates are still very good. Okay, uh, Brandon emailed, said, looking to do a cash-out refinance loan, if possible, is there a difference in rate between a cash-out loan and no cash-out? Good question. Good question. Absolutely. So the answer to that, Brandon, is yes and just a little bit. So it depends on how much equity you have in your house. If you're at, uh, I think the guidelines are 75% loan-to-value or less, then there's no change in interest rates. If you are at... 80% loan-to-value, then there is a slight uptick in the interest rate. Not very much, but our loan officer is going to lay that all out for you, 
and you can say, okay, well, I want to stop at this loan amount or that loan amount or whatever it is, and we'll give you the options. Great question, Brandon. Uh, okay, so then Casey emailed and said, I'm a first-time home buyer, credit score between 720 and 750. Excellent. That's excellent. As Good we for just you, discussed. Casey. Uh, she tells us how much money she's making every month, which is just fine. So she wants to get pre-approved to buy a house. So first-time home buyer, maybe we can help with the down payment. Uh, you certainly have the credit score that can uh, get you into just about any loan program you want, Casey. So thanks again for the email, and um, let's get you um, into your home, and then it's yours, and you're not a first-time buyer any longer. Um, okay, so James emailed and said, Self-employed, I've heard you on the radio on several different stations, including the fan. Um, as I, He goes on to say, as I was driving through Colorado to uh, New Mexico, I heard you on the fan, and then I heard you on radio stations in, in Colorado Springs. So that's great. That's great, James. <laughs> Thanks for the email. And um, so you say you're self-employed, so... Sounds like we're going to be talking about a bank statement loan for you and all the other self-employed people in this in this great state. Okay, um, I want to make sure I pronounce this correct. Shadid, uh, right to the point. Shadid, need to refinance. Please call. Okay. <laughs> well, that means you want to save some money, your interest rate's too high, maybe you want some cash, any number of things, Shahid, so, or Shadid, I'm sorry, I'll make sure I get that right. Um, thanks for the email and thanks for being a, a listener. Okay. Uh, Brooke emailed and said, do you offer 10% down on a bank statement loan with a middle FICO score of 677? Well, the answer is yes, Brooke, we absolutely do. We can do 10% down. You you have better than 660, and we can do that on a bank statement loan. So perfect. We're going to be able to get you, uh, get you that loan. Okay, uh, let's see. Rena emailed and said, wanting to know how I can apply for a loan with SCL and the type of assistance that you are offering. Okay, so I'm guessing that she's talking about down payment assistance, yes. right? Yep. Okay, so uh, there's any number of ways, uh, Rena, where we can have a loan officer call you. You can apply online. It's really super simple. Every loan officer has an apply now button underneath or on their signature line and on their uh, their picture on our website. So you can go there and do that. You can... Um, Certainly, uh, you've provided your email and your phone number, so we're going to contact you. Whichever way you're more comfortable, we can have you send your documentation to us, or you can do it online. There's any number of ways, and all secure. Okay, so uh, Donovan emailed and said, oh, this is interesting. He says, I'm really calling for my parents. They are both retired, and they've asked me to help them out with a possible reverse mortgage. Well, Donovan, we offer reverse mortgages to people that are 62 years of age and older. And it sounds like if your folks are retired, then they are that age. So this is a, this is something they should consider. If they still have a mortgage, maybe we can eliminate that mortgage payment for you or for them rather. So thanks for uh, helping out your folks and thanks for uh, giving us an email. 
Got time for one more. One more. Okay. Uh, let's see. Clint emailed and said, hello, we've talked with a couple of mortgage brokers. Uh, they say that I need two years of taxes to be able to qualify for a loan. I started the company two years ago, and he makes this much money, but he doesn't have two. And, and that would make sense. If he started the company two years ago, he probably only has one return. That's okay, Clint. You don't ha- With us, you don't have to have those two years of tax returns. You're going to have two years of bank statements, and we can look at 12 or 24 months, but... Um, You've called the right guy or the right company, Clint. Um, we can help you with a bank statement loan uh, versus looking at your tax returns. Our thanks to Justin, Gary, Victoria, Brandon, Casey, James, Shadid, Brooke, Rena, Donovan, and Clint for your emails this week. We had a huge stack come in, <laughs> which is indicative of how busy you are at SCL Mortgage. Well, we continue, how to keep your financial house in order. That's next on Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan. Sandy Clough, Larry Jager, as we wrap up yet another edition of the SCL Mortgage Show. And Larry, let's move to what you mean exactly by keeping your financial house in order. I assume there is never a better time than right now <laughs> to get started on that. You're absolutely correct again, Sandy. <clears throat> you know, I saw this quote I'm not sure actually where I saw it, but I thought it's really applicable to people keeping their financial house in order and when should I start. So the difference between time and money, we all know pretty much how much money we have, right? But we don't know how much time we have. We might have a whole bunch of time. Maybe we don't have a lot of time. So my suggestion to people, the time to start is now. Time to start is today. And by keeping your financial house in order, I mean knowing how much money comes into your household every every week, every month, every year, how much money's going out every month, every year. This We seem to be a society of um, month to month. You know, I when I, when I was growing up, I, I grew up in this farm in, in North Dakota, and it was different there. Everything was by year, right? They, farmers made their, their land payment annually, once a year, or they made this payment once a year. And then when I got out of school and I got into the workplace and, and moved into a city, it was, it was interesting for me because everybody talked about paying your obligations monthly. And I thought, okay, but what, what, what happened annually? But that's the way the society, the world is today. Everything is monthly. You've got a monthly mortgage payment. You've got a, maybe a monthly credit card payment or maybe a monthly car payment. So to me, that ties in very nicely with FICO scores. If you know exactly what's coming into your household every month and what's going out, then to do the best you can is let's take a look at what's going out. Right, I can't help you getting another job or a better job, but I maybe can help you with what's going out. Right, so if you've got money going out on uh, student loans or credit cards or expensive uh, interest rate stuff, maybe we should look at paying that off. Maybe we should look at different ways on how we can have less money going out and keep the same amount of money coming in. So at the end of the month, you got more money in your pocket. Right. That's the ideal situation. 
303-790-2222 is the number for SEO Mortgage, myspecialmortgage.com. And uh, as you talk, I'm thinking about a refinance, and maybe that's a good way to start by talking about borrowing money on your mortgage for very low interest rates and paying off the higher interest rate debt. I think so. I, I do. I, and, and I talk about this frequently because the way to have more money in your pocket is either make more or spend less, right? <laughs> so I, I can't help you make more, but I can certainly help you spend less. So if you can turn high interest rate debt into low interest rate debt, bingo. That's a simple thing to do because now you've turned to maybe a 19% credit card debt into a low single digit mortgage debt. Okay. So yes, you're going to increase the size of your mortgage, but look at what you do with the money. You get rid of this crazy expensive debt, which is probably not tax deductible and your interest on your mortgage probably is tax deductible. So to me, that makes for a very easy decision. And then, so you've lowered the interest rate on your house, on your mortgage, so that you're going to pay less interest, right? So I'd rather pay less than pay more, and more money stays in your pocket. And then maybe with the money that you're saving every month, maybe you can put that toward the principal on your mortgage. So now you've turned a 30-year loan into maybe a 20-year loan or a 25 or something, and then you save five, six years, whatever amount of interest on that mortgage. That's a lot of money. So, you know, keeping your financial house in order sounds like a, a big, daunting, challenging task, but it's really not. It's really not that difficult, and we're happy to do the math for you. I mean, the advice is free. The call's free. If it turns into a loan, great. If it doesn't, we're still here to help you. I've heard the terms before, but tell us about revolving debt, secured debt, unsecured debt. What are those differences? Oh, we have never, um, we've never talked about that, Sandy. So as, as you know, I'm sure revolving debt is like credit card debt, right? You have a, a limit of, let's, 10000 5000 whatever it is, 20000 and you use it, you pay it off. You use it, you pay it off, or you pay it down. So that's considered revolving debt. It's not, it's not collateralized by anything. It's collateralized by your signature and hopefully your good credit report, your, dem- your years of demonstrating that you pay your bills and you pay them on time, so people are willing to extend revolving debt to you. Now, it's because there's no collateral, it's not, it's not tied to a house, it's not tied to a car or anything, the interest on it is going to be more expensive because it's unsecured, right? Uh, it's secured only with your signature. But it's okay if you use it and pay it off and, and manage it wisely. Secured debt is something like a car loan where the car or the truck or whatever the vehicle is the collateral for the loan. So you're going to be able to borrow money at a much lower rate. For example, could be 5% or 6% or maybe 7 just depending on your credit score. But that's called a secured loan or, or a loan secured by something. Um, <clears throat> and, and a mortgage, of course, is, is secured with your house. So unsecured could also be, say, a personal line of credit. Now, Banks have gotten tighter over the years, so there's not a lot of 
personal lines of credit out there anymore. Banks are not doing many of those. But to get that, you have to have super, super good credit and maybe a history with that bank or that financial institution. But yeah, depending on the type of debt and the collateral for that debt will determine the interest rate. And of course, that's a great way to uh, to boost your credit. So just to tie things up, okay, the FICO scores, keeping your financial house in order, are inextricably intertwined, right? Absolutely. Obviously, both of the utmost importance. Absolutely. And, and um, spot on, Sandy. It's, it's, FICO scores are huge, like we've, we've talked about for most of the show. And I can't stress it enough to people because we only get one shot at life, right? So we want to do our best in everything we get involved with, everything we touch. But that also includes your financial household, your your family's finances, or if your family consists of one, your finances. So we all want to have more money. We all want to have a better life. So there are things we can do to improve or make that happen. Keep a good FICO score, establish establish credit for as long of history as possible, and keep a look or keep a keep an eye on your money that comes in and goes out and do the best job you can for you and your family. That's the right thing to do. Again, 303-790-2222 is the number for SCL Mortgage, myspecialmortgage.com is the website and we've got a couple of minutes here since you're going to the game tomorrow (laughs) and i am not going to the game tomorrow i'm going to let you go first this week in offering your opinion on the outcome oh boy well, as you know, there's there's some factors in play, right? It's Just been, a few. <laughs> pretty interesting week for the Raiders. So is that going to be a distraction? Is that going to bring them together? Um, you know, the Raiders and the Broncos, that's always a, a crazy match, right? I mean, so let's say, I'm going to say whatever the the underlying, outlying factors are, they're going to try to put that aside, and they're coming to town to win this game, all right? But the Broncos are at home, so I think that's uh, that's certainly a, something in their favor. But the Broncos are not a big scoring team as of late, nor are the Raiders. So I'm going to go with 13-10. All right, you, that you may stole be low, my but... prediction from last week, which turned out, of course, to be completely wrong. It was not <laughs> a particularly low-scoring game. The combined point total was 46 And the team I predicted to win, of course, did not win, that being the Broncos. I'll go back with the Broncos this week for two reasons. I trust them a little more. There isn't quite as much turmoil. They're getting marginally healthier this week than they were at this time last week. They're playing at home. I'll go with three points for home field and... I'll go five points for the absence of the kind of turmoil the Raiders have experienced, which is unprecedented. Oh I don't gosh. know that these particular set of circumstances have ever been attendant to a team at this point in a season. Right. Maybe at the end of the season, things go haywire and a bunch of people get fired. Nothing like this happening uh, roughly one-third through the season. So I'll go 24-16 Denver. 
Wow, you, uh, well, you're the sports guy, but you put a lot more analysis into this than a lot more. I, I'm thinking you're going to be more right than me, but it'll it'll be a good game either way. Well, I hope it's 24-16 for your standpoint. Um, that would be a more entertaining game. That's so true. I, I wish for you an entertaining game with uh, the outcome you would prefer. And I will see you next Saturday, but you'll be joined by... Uh, our friend Nate Jackson tomorrow morning at 7.30, right back here on 104.3 The Fan. Thanks for listening to the SEL Mortgage Show with Sandy Clough and mortgage expert Larry Jager. If you missed a portion of the show or want to listen to the program again, listen to podcasts at the SCLMortgageShow.com. Questions or assistance with a loan? Call their main office in Denver at 303-790-2222 or online at MySpecialMortgage.com, NMLS, 120 